Welcome to the Draw.Fit Podcast, your weekly dose of fantasy footy content. G'day everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Draft Doctors. I'm your host Stevie Fears, here to recap 91% of a round of football with the Hawks and Cats game still on the way. Uh, it's the OG team here, I've got Jono with me, no one else, no one else, Cam has got the coronavirus, so uh that a rough trot, the old Cam? Certainly has, g'day Steve, g'day listeners, and what a week it's been in football, we don't have Cam yet the superior McLaughlin has now stepped down as the head of the AFL, so I reckon we should get in talks with him to maybe replace Cam. What do you think? Yeah, I forgot I forgot that happened. Yeah, well, I mean his band's who's worse? his band's pretty good. Like he's got some pretty good bands, old Gil. If you've seen him do like the front bar and all those comedy shows, like he gives it out he gives it out alright, so Oh he's he's kinda of funny. He's kinda of funny. He's he's rich funny. It's like yes I have money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Um, but we wish we wish Cam the best, and uh, and not old Gil. Not less less wishing for, for oh, he's got it fine. That's right. Um, so yeah, the Hawks and Cats still to go. Jono, one of your boys, the Sloan dog. Yeah, not good. Like I've been a big fan of Sloan for many many years. Had him in classics and and draft leagues over the years, but confirmed ACL at thirty two years of age. Uh, it's, it, it's not good. Um, we wish Sloan all the best. Like even, even off field, you, if you follow him on social media, like him and his wife have had a tough time, uh, even having a couple of kids and whatnot, but he just seems like one of the, the genuine guys of the, of the competition. And, and you don't like to see bad things happen to the good guys. You don't, certainly not. Uh, yeah, hope he gets back, but who knows? Uh, DPPs are almost here. Jono, pretty exciting times. We've never had it in Supercoach before. Obviously, that's going to spice up the home league. Do mids lose value? The pure mids. Or gain value, I should say. Um, I was actually thinking about this the other day, and I'm, I'm looking at my team. Like I'm talking my home league here now. Um, I'm looking at that. I've got a couple of players like Lipinski and Libba who gain will probably gain forward status. But then I'm looking at it, and I've got Jack Sinclair who could get mid-status. Now, we know there's a, a, a dearth of, of defenders there, so I'm thinking maybe I could slide a Jack Sinclair into my midfield and potentially get another quality defender out of the pool, like an 85, 90 averaging defender, and slot him in there and rearrange my whole team and make it better. But, yeah, I think the... um. The pure mid is might be going down a little bit. I think I don't think it, that val- down. I don't think that value is there. I'd say it's more valuable, but uh, that's just me. Generally, people want to start the position players in the positions. So you know, you take Nick Dacos and he becomes a better defender. Mm, I understand that, but there's yeah. it just gives that flexibility now. Like as I said, when you've got a better position there with your defenders this year, you can move it around and. And maybe, like I said, slide... Even Jack Crisp might get midfield status. Um, you slide him in there in the midfield and pick up a couple of solid defenders on you, on, off your waiver wires. Just sounds like you're taking a victory lap on uh, Jack Sinclair there. Fucking earth I am. Something I'm really happy about. Thursday nights go by the wayside, thank Christ. Yes, they do. I, I didn't realise I was looking at the uh, fixture today. I'm like, oh, thank Christ. Back to f- 8 o'clock starts of the football, so I'm going to bed late. But that's, yeah, that's fine. Um, 
Yes, I thank God. Um, and John, uh, John, I was I was watching a, a movie the other day. Just sorry, listeners. I know some people get pissed off when we do the long intros, but get fucked. It's our show. We can do what we want. Um, <laughs> Was you know I used to like movies and I was I sort of looked up um, Aussie rules movies and I, and I saw the list there was one I'd never even heard of called The Great McCarthy and Lincoln it's got hey, Lincoln Lincoln no <laughs> spelled differently but yeah it's Great McCarthy and it's got like Barry Humphreys etc cetera, etc cetera, from the seventies mm. and I started watching it. it was it was terrible absolutely horrible but. It was the breakout role for John Jarrett. Now, this movie's Ooh. in the seventies, John, and there was it was about a young guy, young country footballer, going to make it in the big smoke. So obviously, he's getting involved with a few ladies along the way. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's, this movie was on YouTube, so I could just kind of scroll in front, scroll in front, and see what happened. And there it was, a uh, bit of nudity. So I've clicked on the scene, and John Jarrett's donger. Wow, back in the yeah. Good old. Well, there there are some classic seventies Australian movies floating around that that do that sort of stuff. I remember the one with um Graham Kennedy. Is, I don't know. I can't remember the whole movie, but it was, the premise was around. It was election night, and they're all having a big party, and I just remember it turned into like a semi swingers party. And yeah, that's the seventies for you. We'll move on from that. But uh, the dong. Well, I don't want to see the dong. Well, I just want to say one thing about. Uh, John Jarrett's tackle, and he is he he was not aboard the Manscaped uh, in the seventies. <laughs> okay. As no one was, as no one was. I was going to, I thought you were going to compare it to the old Greg Norman there for a second, but well, if anyone if anyone's feeling a bit bored, they got nothing to do before the <laughs> before the Easter Monday game. Eh, let us know what you think about John Jarrett's uh, bush. See if we can get John Jarrett's bush trending on Twitter. Oh that'd God, be, that'd be an achievement. There's a lawsuit <laughs> coming through our way. <laughs> Anyway, waivers, waivers. We've got the shallow leagues, we've got the deep leagues, we've got you covered. Absolutely ripe. There's heaps of stuff I saw, Jono. Uh, what, what do you like this week in the shallow leagues? Uh, we are talking about it on the Good Friday. Uh, we saw the great Aaron Hall do the string, and it was in the chat. Um, I thought Tom Powell. Tom Powell came on uh, as a sub, but he was actually pretty good. Uh, he has a high ownership, but uh, it was the Bailey Scott. He was the man that looked like... He's going to take the replacement. 22% ownership. He's got defender and forward status. So I'd be looking at him. Uh, I, Steve, I can't believe I'm saying this name, but Trent Cotchin as a super coach play. He's in 60% of leagues. He seems to be playing pretty, pretty unaccountable football. So he's just running around. Which is what that's what we want, and that's what he's done his whole career. But he's won a Brownlow for that. Just just remember that, folks. But he's just running around on the outside, doing what he used to do back in the day: get those dinky one-two handball or handball kick and marks. And he scored um, he scored two Supercoach hundreds in the last couple of weeks and a couple of eighties. So, um, maybe it's a bit of a stash, as a bit of cover. We know um, old man Presti is good for a handbone, which he's already done. So he's good to do that again pretty soon, so I'm happy with that. Now, there is no one, absolutely no one in that Collingwood forward line at the moment. They're just, they're cooked. Like, we saw Jamie Elliott go down, and I had Brody Majek penciled in against Brisbane Lions, but he was out with the health and safety protocols. I think when he comes back in, he's only in 39% of the leagues. He'll be the go-to target. They did try um, Will Hoskin Elliott, which I don't think he's that that forward. I think my check's the man 
to um, go to. Darcy Cameron and Mason Cox are in that forward line, just not marking anything, so he's a chance to sneak a few goals. Now, I want your thoughts on this, Steve. This guy is only in 6% of teams. Uh, it's Elliot Himmelberg. Now, the Crows had a good win against Richmond uh, this week, and next week they are playing... Who are they playing? They're playing the Bulldogs. Now, key forwards against the Bulldogs with your stats seems to be a thing. Is that something you'd be looking at, or you'd look at more as a stream instead of a waiver? Oh, it's absolutely a stream. Uh, the The thing with those stats is you generally want the the main guy. So Essendon, for example, key forwards are really good against that. We've seen that uh, with Matt Tabner slotting seven, nice 99 in Dream Team, 115 in Supercoach. But the other guys kind of like Lob was okay, but Ruck forwards don't do particularly well in that situation. I generally try to focus in on that one player and say like... So it'd be uh, Texan. Weston. Well, yeah, it'd be Tex. Yeah. It'd be Tex. And maybe you don't want to play him because of, you know, the things he said. Yeah. But um, he'd be my play in that situation. And again, you can look at the Bulldogs. Uh, they had a pretty good matchup the other night. Well, I played Aaron Norton. Obviously, that sort of worked out pretty well. But you could say uh, Jamara well, didn't really you know, work out for him in terms of a fantasy score. So, you know, the matchup might look good for him, but he's not the guy you'd want to be playing. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. So, yeah, my check, see, my check's a great one because he's got Essendon, and like I said, that that's a good one. But So I'm not looking to play uh, Mason Cox, particularly in that situation. No, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, um, I did have Alir Alir written down before Port Adelaide played, but... Just put a scratch scratch a line through that. He's in 36% of teams. More a super coach player, but coming back from the Cindy, uh, keep an eye on him. Maybe someone will grab him, but you can stash him. But certainly not one I'll be grabbing this week. I thought he'd be all right, but um, wait and see on that one. And Oleg Markov, now, he seemed to go all right. Charles gone down. I'm not sure with what Charles' injury is, to be honest. I didn't see the game, but... He seemed to go all right and could be worth worth a flyer. Yeah, we have got a question on uh, him later. It looks like the hand bone for Charles, okay. which is a bit of a shame because he was going all right. Pretty good start to the yeah. year. <laughs> um, uh, and yeah. some of the other shallow leagues, uh, Oscar Allen coming back from injury for... Super- Deeper leagues. Deeper leagues, sorry. Uh, Oscar Allen coming back from injury, uh, could play ruck, could play forward, but should get opportunity... Well, more opportunity than Bailey Williams, I would think. Uh, Kitty Coleman, again, a week or two away. Um, Texan, we mentioned, and also Tom Powell. And if they're floating around, Jack Higgins and Membry, uh, they're playing GWS this Friday night. So um, I know, Steve, with your with your stats, it's not a plus matchup, but the way GWS are playing, uh, they could they could run rampant again. I think. Yeah, it's yeah, fair enough. I don't. I'm... Tend to go off the uh, the sheet when I'm when I'm playing a stream, but I don't mind those players anyway. Like they're, they're kind of fine. Uh, yeah, like you, Johnny, in the show leagues, I'd be hunting around for some of these guys who are about to return from injury. Now they they may or may not be available, but you got the likes of Manigola, Jack Bowe, Zach Jones, Jed Anderson, and Taran Thomas, who are all sort of coming back. They might have been dropped. They might be on the waiver wire in in some leagues. So I'd certainly look to stash. A couple of these guys, and probably the last one would be James Rowbottom, 
uh, in a shallow league. He's all the mid-time in the world and does play the Hawks. Next week in the shallow leagues, like you, I had Bailey Scott. He looks to be the big winner for myself out of that uh, Aaron Hall situation. Sam Berry, uh, forward for the Crows, 21 CBAs. Sloan wasn't in the mix this week anyway. Mm. So it looks like they're going to play that defensive mid in Berry as a rotational piece. He's only in 18% of league, so he's certainly available out there. Just on that Gold Coast situation, our sons, uh, I'd have a... I'm not sure which way they'll go, um, whether they try to bring in a, a ruck forward to sort of play the role uh, Chol was playing, whether they bring in Lukosius to just play forward and play Levi Casbolt as that uh, ruck forward role. Jeremy Sharp's had a pretty big game in the in the VFL, so if they bring in Lukosius and play him forward, Sharp could certainly earn a recall and uh, find himself on a wing in a plus matchup against the Lions ironically enough. So uh, Jeremy Sharp, someone I'll be looking at. And probably just lastly, he, he's had a pretty rough year, but Sam Draper, mm. uh, if you, I know some people are hurting for a ruck. He's had 30 hitouts today against Fremantle. Fremantle's not a great ruck matchup. Uh, he had no marks, no tackles, but Phillips looks like he's going to miss some time with a string. So if Draper's the number one man, Collingwood, believe it or not, on Anzac Day, <laughs> they're one of the better teams to play if you're a Ruckman. So uh, Sam Draper might get some uh, run good going his way in, in front of the big crowd of 50,000 people. Good Lord. Because <laughs> no, no one goes. And here I was streaming Mark Pittnett thinking I should get Sam Draper for next week. Well, there you go. Oh, yeah. I've got like I said, I've gone for, what, 12 weeks plus, maybe even more. So, yeah. Well, oh, Hayes did not work out, did he? Well, the, well, the only score build, and uh, if you want to move into it, what caught my eye, that, that score build, I think of his 25 hitouts, half of them were to advantage and of six possessions. So, that's not sustainable, especially if he gets a plus matchup coming, um, or not a plus matchup coming through in the next few weeks. So, um, good for your salary cap, but not sustainable for your draft teams. Who's that, Hayes? Yeah. Yeah, it's... Ugh, man, what... You'd love to see it. That's what that's what you go to the football for. Forget, forget you know, Walsh v. Boak and, and Wines, even though he wasn't playing this. You want to see those two go at it. That's what I'm there for. I don't know if it, you might, you might um, poo-poo me this on this one, but... Connor Rosie with Robbie Grayback seemed to get pushed up the ground. Now, whether it's role change or it was just a matchup, I'm not sure, but he'd be sitting on waiver wise because people would have drafted him thinking, yeah, he's going to be all right and he's just shit the bed. But would you take a fine on him as a free agent pickup? Yeah, I think you can. Um, again, look, I'm not, I'd love to see the CBA numbers on this game that haven't come through. I yet. don't think he had CBA. He was just floating around up. It was just, up. just up, yeah, up, look, yeah. You, you've taken the Brownlow medalist out of this team. Um, mm. Travis Bokes had his worst game of the season. He's taken eight marks, six tackles, like really good numbers. Um, yes, he's worth a pickup. Is it going to happen every week? I wouldn't have thought so. Like I said, it's a plus matchup against Carlton mm. for the, for the forwards in general. Um, yeah, it, look, he's a he's a good player. Um, 
we're kind of all been shocked, and that's why he gets the the ball adjacent player of the week named after him. <laughs> but that's yeah, it's good to like look. People want to see him doing well. I think that's the thing. That's right. You want to see him playing well. So yeah, and. I've kind of got a soft spot for this guy, James Jordan. Uh, he's lining up on the, looks like the opposite wing to Ed Langdon. I didn't see the game on Saturday night, but if he's rolling off a half back, sort of pushing up on a wing, is there a chance he gets DPP? Cause he's only mid, mid status, midfield only at the moment. And he'll, he'll pop, pop out an 85 each week and each week, each week. No, he won't. Yeah, he will. People say that they'll pop out an 85. That's like a D2. Uh, 85 is D3. It'd be like a 75. Well, if it's in my, if it's in my home league, that's unrosterable at the moment because I've got four, four defenders <laughs> averaging out 100. Go fuck yourself, Jenna. I can't even get a, I can't even get a 90 out of Whitfield at this point. Oh, what do we do a trade? No, I don't. Well, we'll get to that question later. Oh, okay. Um, and speaking of trades, who is your trade of the week? Um, I'm actually going Matty Rao this week. Like, really, a lot of stank. A lot of stank about Matty Rao. Like, he's playing a more bit of a defensive midfielder role. He's Gold Coast aren't tackling. We've seen Took Miller not lay a tackle for seven quarters now. I think it's a t- two games, two games, two maybe. games. Yeah, I, I think it's time to buy Matty Rao. Like, they can't keep this up for such a good player, and the tide's going to turn at some stage, and. There'll be some frustrated owners out there, so I'm throwing him. I'm, I'm going for him, and you could throw. Look, forwards, forwards are light this year. Now, are they? I keep hearing that. Forwards, no, okay, people it. want high end forwards, right? Oh uh, yeah, they're they're thin. yeah. So if you're someone who owns a Jake Stringer or a Tom Hawkins, you could throw either of them, and you might get Matt Rowell. I reckon that's something I'd be looking at. Who's Stringer? Stringer or Tom Hawkins for Supercage. For yeah, that people would do that trade in a heartbeat. Mm. Shit, you might get him for Nick Martin at this point. Damn straight. So he's doing tough it. times for Matt Rao. Uh, I've got another Matt. My Matt's Matt Crouch though. Mm. Um, led the CBAs for the Crows. He, he did obviously miss last year. Had an interrupted preseason. I generally, don't I really try to stay away from those players. So I've missed a couple of. Uh, guys who have not skipped a beat, but he has been down the last couple of weeks. Adelaide, in my opinion, they're a pretty competitive team, and you saw that against Richmond. You've seen it against Port. They're they're taking some scalps, so I don't I don't see him as as one of those teams that has to play the kids. I think they can transition, sort of more like the Swans, where they didn't really bottom out, so to speak. Mm. Uh, they they can sort of rebuild on the fly. Although it doesn't look like many of their kids are any. Good aside from Rochelle, so. Well, Scha- do you reckon Schoenberg gets a? Uh, yeah, doesn't much, has he? <laughs> nope. And you're, yeah, so you're hoping he just builds. And time on ground is always a concern with uh, Mac Crouch, but oh, back in a Western Victorian. Oh. I don't think you get it. Like he's he's not one of those top tier guys. Like I said a couple of weeks, mm. you could get Seb Ross. You get him for a bag of chips. Well, he's been really good the last couple of weeks. I'd sell him now, but well, I, I watched a little bit of that Richmond Adelaide game. He looked lean, Mac Crouch, like he's. Like he's more like we now he's a plotter. He just plot around, but it looked like he was now designed. He's slimmed down to run two ways, which he never he's never done. So don't like those two way runners, Joe. <laughs> like one run, just, just that and go forward, go towards goal. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, but if you're running two ways, it means more time on ground, more chance of possession at PPM. 
Yeah, I guess. Anyway, what should we do? Should we do the um, ball? Do you have a baller Jason player of the week? I haven't watched a lot of football this week. Uh, can't be Cosby Piskin. He was good. What about, oh, no, he's had 16. Give me a minute. You, you tell me yours and I'll, I'll, I'll have a quick look. Oh, I don't have one. I sort of forgot to do it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I sort of don't like doing it because it's kind of mean. It is mean. It is mean. Um, okay, I'll give you two. I'll give you two. They started on fire. Oh, but they've both died in the ass now. And we're talking about in the group chat. That's Lunchmeat, Devin Smith, and Michael Walters. Like last week, they were both awesome. And before we started recording, I'm watching the game. I'm like, oh, geez, Michael Walters looking pretty fantasy friendly again. And then you've said Lunchmeat, and just look at their scores. <laughs> ah, no good. No good. I'll give it to um, Willem Drew. I thought he should have. I thought he should have absolutely smoked it with uh, wines out, and he just that is true. He, he did nothing, man. It. Well, I saw Carl Amon was tagging uh, tagging Sam Walsh after he had sixteen disposals in the first quarter. Laid ten tackles. Yeah, Carl Amon's never laid more than two in a game in his life. How can how can Took Miller go quarters without a tackle and Carl Amon dropped 10. Uh, anyway, straight into the Twitter questions. What do we got? I don't want to click that button because... Um... Do you want me to do it? No, here we go. I got it. Surly asks, how high would you aim to sell Laddams or is it a chance to sell your R1, in my case, Rowan Marshall, and instead run with Laddams? No. Uh, as a Laddams owner... I'm holding him for one more week and then I am selling the absolute crap out of him uh, because Hickey, even though he's five weeks away, I just want to get the biggest bang for my buck because he's playing Hawthorne next week against, what, Max Lynch or, T- or Ned Reeves, one of those two. So I think Laddams is the uh, better matchup in that. If he turns up again, people are going to have interest and a bit of value. Trade him off straight there and then. Especially if you, what are you, if you can pick what up. What are you hoping to get, Johnny? Oh, yeah, I'm not looking for those Uber, maybe a Tim Kelly. Like, nothing great, like a Yo or a Shoei or something like that. Someone who's on the down low, coming back from injury. What about Matt Rowell? Matt Rowell. Or Matt Rowell, yeah, one of those guys. Because if you can even then pick up an Australian Coleman, one of those guys, it's going to replace him, who I think is going to be better long-term than than Laddams anyway, whose job security might not be there. I reckon you'd have to aim pretty low if you're trying to do it as a one-for-one. Like, people are aware that Laddams isn't... Oh, but are they? Yeah, I think so. Oh. You've got to give people a bit more credit. We'll get to the question. <laughs> I'm going to roast you in a second, but um, people people can start making up their minds right here. Breno, what's the latest on Warple? Well, please, Steve, let me answer this one. Unfortunately, the Box Hill Hawks had a bye this week. So, therefore, no game for Warple. So He's fresh. He's going to be fresh. He's going to be fresh. Uh, free, oh, you better bring up the Twitter questions because my computer's dying and not scrolling. Oh, wait. There we go. Frio asks, any ruck suggestions? He's in desperate need of one. Sam Draper. There you go. Damn straight. Uh, James asks, thoughts on Markov's first game? How will he fit in when Lukosius returns? Is he worth a pickup considering Gold Coast's low possession style? Mm, yeah, look, it's one week. Give it another week. Um, 
not necessarily, people won't necessarily pick up players off one week. Someone like me, I'd like to see at least two weeks before I jump on a player. It was similar to Aaron Hall last year. First week I noticed, I'm like, yeah, he's not bad. Second week, I'm like, ooh, two in a row. And like, third week, boom, had to jump on him, missed out on the waiver, unfortunately. So it's two weeks for me just to see if it's consistent. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not high on it, but you can pick him up, certainly, if you've got the room. Sparks, he asks, got a mate, Walshy, shame him. Yeah, shame on you, Walshy, you jerk, who's the biggest low baller in the league. What's the worst trade you lads have ever been offered? Jono, what was the last trade you offered me? Because it would probably be that. Well, for new listeners, if you go back to... <laughs> shit, I can't even remember what year it was. Probably five years ago. Uh, there was a time where I held Harley Bunnell and... No, that's not even a trade. That's not, that's not a low ball that I rejected. That was a trade that went through where I got screwed. <laughs> what did, because of... What did I offer you? I can't remember. Uh, what, what, oh, the, the last one I got was, I was trying to get Nat Five off someone and they wanted Zach Butters in return after he came off 130. And that five hadn't played a game yet. That's well, it, that's and you're probably lucky it didn't. Well, yeah, I mean, that's not, yeah, that's not great. And that five's missing another six weeks. That's true. I'm good. Yeah, someone. There's been some bad ones in the list in the league. I think someone tried to get Brody Grundy off me in the keepers a couple of years ago for like two waiver wire dudes. I can't remember. I don't know. You gave like me Grundy gave was, you Lockie Hunter or Isaac Haney for Jack Stephen last in one of the years for the keeper league, and then he retired. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did I, I gave you Jack Stephen? Yeah, you? and I think I gave you Lockie Hunter. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I still have. I don't have Lockie Hunter anymore. Either. Good deal. <laughs> Got rid of him pretty, pretty much. <laughs> Well, there was another one that um, yeah. seemed to be going all right and then just was pretty ball adjacent on Good Friday. Oh, I don't want to light Nick up again because he's doing great work on the articles, but he offered, he must have just got on the cans one night and he offered everyone in the Listener League, like Salem and someone, for like their top mid. Oh, shit. If he wants a mid, I've got Sheil or Tim Kelly for sale. They can... No, no, no. He, he was going after like uh, Tom Mitchell, Jack Steele... Oh. Uh, took me I up. love that. I do that sometimes. I get on the cans and just start. Just to, get on the cans. Throw trade off <laughs> it's the best way to do it. Sometimes you hit, sometimes you get absolutely shut down. People know not to do it to me because I just abuse them. <laughs> All right. But it sort of also means I don't get any offers. Daytime trades for Steve only. Gotcha. <laughs> Frio asks, who impressed you from the Hawks and the Cats? All of them. They were, that oh, Superb game, that one. They all scored tons. Cat. Cats mids, easy, yeah, right. And Hawks defenders. Uh, <laughs> Cam Hawkins asks, DPP shouts. Um, uh, yeah, I think there's plenty around. There's uh, Libba Lipinski. Uh, I don't think Bailey Smith is going to get it. He played a lot of midfield time on Good Friday, and he was right on that cusp. But Bond played a lot of forward on Good Friday, and he was hovering around that. 29 to 30% range, so whether he got that 5% bump, eh, it's going to be interesting. Maybe someone like a Caldwell. Yeah, yeah. Um, be interesting on Pendles, because he's played a lot of midfield the last couple of weeks, so I don't know that that's going to happen. Uh, mm. Nick, Nick Dacos will probably get it. Yeah, definitely. Goldie, Goldie will get it. 
definitely get the forward status to Goldie. There's plenty of there's plenty of people putting that sort of content out. We probably don't focus in too much on it. No. Is Matty Rowell done? Well, Johnny, think you think he's a trade trade oh, target? I'm, so. I'm, yeah, the game's too fast for him. It's, it's Matty Rowell. Yeah. He, he he doesn't run fast. He's no. a card. Uh, like, his tackles are down. Like possessions and tackles are down. Fast game, not getting the ball. Once it slows down, gets cold and wet, he'll be fine. And I want him. Uh, what's happened to side bottom? He's old, man. Washed. Completely washed. Yeah. Uh, Selwood versus Cochin versus O'Meara at M6. Mm, take me down to Jag City. Um, I'll take O'Meara. I, I, I still like O'Meara. Yeah. I reckon he finds a way. Probably Selwood this week, though. He should bounce back. Not, not getting the CBA, though. So. Old Selwood. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That happened a couple of years ago and it was bad times. Mm. Uh, Mosquito Fleet asked, Sell Rosie finally got a good score today. Uh, if you can find a sucker, yes. There's always a sucker for Rosie. Damn yeah, right. Luke, who is the biggest draft bust to round five and why is it Cam Rayner? Who is taking Cam Rayner? Oh, wait. Well, people were hot on him in the preseason, so they might have taken him. No, 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 sorry. I read, that, I read that wrong. I thought he was, someone was taking Cam Rayner inside the first five rounds. Um, oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. There is no there is no dispute on the Cam Rayner being the biggest draft bust. I know there was hype, but I fell for it. Um, I don't feel good about it, but here we are. I feel like there's got to be some more. Tarrant Thomas has been. Oh, you can't help injuries. He was looking... But he was piss poor anyway. Was he? Yeah. Okay. Fucking, I'll tell you what, as a Lockie Whitfield owner. <laughs> I know he turned up in AFL Fantasy today, but, oh man, it's been tough sledding. Yeah. I was I was pretty keen on him too this year, but... Oh, Goldie, if you some for some reason took Goldie, people would... I remember getting hate in the preseason for having Goldie at like R8. He's been unrestable. I was... How did you get hate for that? I had him in like 12 to 16 range. Yeah. I had no love for Goldie this year. Yeah. Man. You got hate for that? Jeez, come at me, bro. Well, I was a North fan, so. Yeah, well, they're out there. (laughs) One of the two. Uh, Carla asks, some bafflement as last week. When will Took return to tackling? Will Will he actually? Is he injured? Like, what the fuck? It's a good point, John. It's a very good point. Uh, I don't think he's injured. He looked, he looked, he looked really good. I just don't think the, is it, I don't know if it's the game plan or their matchup that's suiting him. Like I said, it's still a fast game at the moment. Uh, not a lot of tackles roaming around, and that's actually something I was was going to do is track the tackles. Uh, compared from this year to last year over the season. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a look at that. They're down. They're down. I would say they're down, but yeah. That's actually a pretty good stat to put out and just to see. Because that's, let's say you lay five tackles a game. That's a maybe 20 to 30 points a game that you're missing out on. Well, I, I think Took Mill is a buy for this very reason. When you've got a large sample size, as we do have for Took's career, of him being an extremely good tackler, you get two games in a row where he doesn't lay one. It affects his scoring, obviously. We've seen him. He still had, what, the 32 disposal, mm. seven marks. You buy. That's when you buy because what's happening now is the outlier. Mm. That's right. 
So I, I think he's a good target. Now, we're five rounds in. So sort of the draft like and, and once you've once you've had your draft, where you pick them should be irrelevant, but we know it's not. But I think we've gone far enough away from it um, that people are probably willing to trade Took Miller if the right deal came across uh, what, their table. What would you offer up for uh, a Took Miller right now? Right now, so I'd be considering selling He's he's only given you really one decent score so far. So there's a player I want to offer out in our leagues. I'm <laughs> remiss <laughs> to um. This, oh, this person does listen to us as well. Okay. Um, but no, look, I'm all about the people. I'd be offering out Brad Crouch right now. Uh, I'd be selling him pretty quick, smart if I could, and I'd pair him up with someone else, someone who's a forward who's had things go their way. Yeah. If you put Will Brody in an offer with even a worse player than Matt Crouch, I reckon he'd get nibbles. And Will Brody's a perfect guy to sell with a guy like uh, Nat Fife coming back probably in a few weeks. Yes, he might still put out some good scores in the short term. To me, that's not a bad thing because the person will go, hey, I've got to win. Let's do deals in the future. Mm. So, Yeah, I like it. Yeah, those those are the sort of deals I sort of try to swing if I can. Um, but certainly what's happening now is is the outlier rather than the rule, I would imagine. Yeah. MA asks, buy low targets you're looking at. Well, we gave you a couple. Yeah, absolutely. And took Miller, probably. Any others, Jono? Um, not off the top of my head. Not off the top of my head. I was try- I was looking at Parker, Luke Parker. But yeah, now that he's that went, that, yeah, that went pretty quickly this weekend. So, uh, yeah, for Luke Parker, that was a two prong attack. But obviously, we think he's going to get a forward status. But yeah, missed that one. But he was someone I was targeting, but got nothing. Actually, didn't even get a response, Steve. Well, that that hurts. It does hurt. That hurts. Must have been a bad offer, Jono. Uh, I was trying to push Hayden Young. He's doing all right. Again, this is before the weekend's games. The problem is with Hayden Young is everyone knows, like people don't even know him if they're not in the draft community or fantasy mm. community. He might be scoring well, but it's like, but that's what you really. But care? depends on who you're selling to. If they're someone who only looks at the numbers, then you can sell to that person and put a bit of mayo on it. And say, hey, you know, he's a couple of tons. It's ninety, you know, outlier game with a fifty, whatever, averaging ninety three. And you might be looking at someone who's uh, drafted seven midfielders in the first seven rounds. Who knows? Yeah. It's going to be a no from me, John. I think you just tell yourself that story to try and make the deal oh, seem uh, I am trying to less, less sell him more-ish in your time. mind. Whether I get some bites, who knows? Daniel Rich is an interesting one. Like Zorko is playing off halfback, chewing up a lot of ball down there. I'm just wondering if Coleman comes back, maybe he gets in there, and they might free up Rich. I find it unlikely. He's playing pretty good footy down there, but yeah, there'll come a time where Zorko does a another Achilles or handbone or something like that. He's good for it. Oh, Brody Grundy. There you go. Yeah, there's another bylaw. I have a Peter Laddams for you, Steve. Would you like to trade? 
This man, this man right here. You're off the pod next week. Thank Christ. Uh, Mosquito Fleet asks, what matchup trends are you noticing and who benefits from Aaron Hall out? Uh, I think we said Bailey Scott Bailey benefits. Scott, yeah. They could potentially switch Jay-Z back there. Oh, why would you? He's pumping out 40s yeah. and great, great forward pressure. So matchup trends, uh, I think we mentioned St. Kilda's pretty good defense. Uh, Essendon, pretty good for defense. Hawks, Richmond, very good in the midfield uh, to play against. Uh, Ruck forwards against Adelaide. Ruck forwards against Port are good. Key forwards against Collingwood. Uh, key forwards against Essendon. General forwards against Carlton. Everyone against everyone forward of the ball against uh, North Melbourne. Makes sense. Uh, I think I tweeted out a chart. So if you're on Twitter mm. and you scroll through the Draft Doctor's feed, you'll see the... Will that the get updated chart. or is that just that, that I'll, week? I'll do, I've been doing it week to week, but <laughs> I just... I tried to wait a month into the season before I put it out for people to um, have a look at. And honestly, you can get that sort of stuff on, uh, I think it's the DFS... Australia website, yeah. DFS Australia website. Mine's sort of customized towards what I want and things I want to put in and out of it. So I don't know what they do. They might do the same thing. Probably going to be similar. I haven't actually seen uh, the DFS Australia one. I've, I look at their CBA and kick-end ones, but I haven't actually looked at, at that one yet. It's a great website. Shout out to those guys. They too. Um, I know there was a bit of stank on the uh, mm. DFS draft stars, whatever the hell it was this week, but I hope um, I hope they continue. That guy keeps doing that's, it. Yeah, that's good info. Uh, Major Van Bam, last question: Why does my team suck? You, did you listen to us at the start of the year or not? Maybe that's why. I think Jeez, so. If they've got the same team as me, <laughs> um, what did you think of the Port Adelaide Hayes worth keeping? He has Marshall as a ruck forward. Um, nah, I don't know. Nah, Gary Draper or a pit net or something like that. Get the established ruckman. Yeah. Uh, oh, we do have two more. You know, Xavier asks, think Walsh or Mills are about to explode? Question mark. Um, is this a salary cap question? What the fuck? Oh, well, if you're trying to, if you think they're just oh, going okay, you might buy. I think Walsh exploded they... today. He was freaking unreal. I think, I think you may have missed the boat by one week. I think if you wanted Walsh, you would have gone from last week. To be honest, he looked. I think. Well, I think he's just benefit with Crips out, right? Oh no, he Walsh looked amazing. I watched most of that game. He looked amazing. No, but he's been, but he's been getting like thirty odd touches anyway. Like he just hasn't got the ancillary stats to go with it. Oh, okay. Um. Uh, maybe Cam liked Mills last week. Mills, yeah, Mills is a good pickup. Um, people will probably be expecting. Well, what was the expectation of Mills this year? Like, well, we had him ranked really highly, but then he got injured just on the cusp of the season. Yeah, I, had, I think I had him pretty highly, but not an uber uber scorer. Like, I think I might have had him capped at a one fifteen, one seventeen, maybe. That's why I had him yeah, so yeah. high. But that's the thing with Mills; he was so consistent last year. But again, he's one of those guys I missed just because I didn't um I didn't want the injured guys on my team. Yeah, I was the same. I went team vanilla this year in drafting. Jeez, he's been pretty sick. I don't know what you really want. He has been he has been good. Since he I think maybe the first two games he was a bit slow and then 
He's been solid. Well, first round, round one and three, round two, he had like 117 or something. So he's he's fine. Mm. Maybe yeah, from here on he could be a beast. I don't know. That's right. Like, didn't we see something similar with Zach Williams after his uh, Achilles, and then well, through circumstance, he got pushed in the mid, and he went full beast. So second half of the year, who knows? Maybe make a play for him. If you want good players, you got to give up something good. Just remember that, folks. You do have to give it up, unless you're trying to just offer complete shit. Andrew asks, I say sell Boak and buy Rosie. That midfield shake-up in the second half might save Ken Hinckley's career. Nah. Like, Selling Boak might not be a bad play. I don't mind the sell, sell Boak because he's averaging way above what he should be. So people who look at that, yep, cool, they'll take that. But he'll come back to the pack, but... I don't think he comes out of that midfield just yet. Just yet. I could see it. I could see it. Well, we did see him where he got that forward status for one year. Yeah. Um, I, could, I could see it happening, man. Still have a jump. If you wanted to took, if you wanted to took Miller, he's he's a good offer. Not bad. Yeah. I don't mind it. Don't mind it, but yeah. Boke gets stuffed, if you ask me. I'm off. The, I'm off. I'm off him, Steve. I'm off him. Your boy, Boke. Well, You're off. I had him last year. I had him last year and just, he was okay. But then this year, he's kicking in the dick and I'm just like, well, why do you hate me? Why do you hate me? <laughs> you lost faith. That's why. I did. I did. Anyway, that's all the questions we have. Nice tight, tight pod. Again, it's the tightest 43 minutes you'll find that's right. in Fantasy 40. We don't have a state rambling. It's good. Yeah. I don't think there was anything else. I'm just looking at my checklist. I, I definitely mes- mentioned uh, hashtag John Jarrett's Bush. <laughs> and uh, we get rid of the Thursday night game. DPPs, Jono, they're about to hit. Happy Easter. Oh, exciting. Happy Easter. Easter shit. Come on, man. You know that. Oh, it's great. I've been sinking cans the whole weekend because, you know, kid on the way. Just I have no life now, so that's good. Trust me, the second kid is when you have no life. You can still have a life with one. That's not happening. Second kid, the amount of, the amount of dosh... Uh, hundred, almost a hundred grand into one kid. Like the listeners, we've gone the IVF path, had to do that. But yeah, I ain't doing that shit again. All right, thanks for checking out, listeners. We'll be back whew, next week, maybe. Thanks for listening to the Draft Doctors podcast. For more tips and in-depth analysis, head over to thedraftdoctors.com.au. 